Welcome to the Thomas Butcher Podcast. Joining me here today in the studio is an old friend of mine from high school back in the day. Uh, her name is Nicole Roberts. Hello, hello. Nicole, you're going to have to talk a little a little higher. I can't. This is my voice, oh, so God, you're going to have to deal with it. It drives me crazy that you're such a quiet speaker. How come I never realized this before? I always feel like I'm yelling, but I'm not. Like right now, I feel like I'm talking really loud, but apparently I'm not. No, you're not. So I don't know what to tell you. That's... You've known me for like eight years, so. Has it been eight years now? Yeah. Freshman year in high school was 2009. Wow, it has been eight years. Yeah, we're old now. We're old news. No, we're not old news. It's just, it's different. Yeah, it's very different. I don't know. Do I definitely feel old. Ever since like graduating from college, I went back to CMU and it just wasn't the same. Like I literally felt like an old grandma walking around campus. So old grandma. Yeah. Wow. So it changes. So don't graduate. It's a trap. So you already graduated last year. Yeah. Graduated in May. So and I went back in October for homecoming. So just in those like few short months. Why would you go back? For homecoming. But why? Because CMU was like the best place ever. And you I had nothing to do but go back? I mean, it was a weekend, it was homecoming, people go back for the football game, there's like an alumni tent, alumni village at the game, so you go back and you visit There's a whole with little them. village of just people yeah, who have, have nothing else so to do. So, at tailgate, like it's set up, they have, like behind the football field is where all the students go, and then in front of the football field, it's like where alumni go and parents go, and then they have like alumni village, and they have like alumni tents set up, so they'll have a like a science tent set up and an English tent and a communications tent. And you go back and you visit with other alumni. Okay. It's, yeah. It's only a little sad, I guess. <laughs> I feel like I, I won't know. go back forever, but it was the first one. Getting reunited with all my friends. I mean, aren't you supposed to wait like 10 years or something before you do that? I don't know. I mean, what I heard is people go back the first year because you're just like really sad that you haven't gone back and like you're still getting used to like so being an adult. It. It's also sad. It is. It actually is very sad. But then like I feel like people wait and they'll go back like 10, 20 years. I feel like I'll only go back maybe for another homecoming or if I get asked to guest speak, I'll go back. Why would you get asked to guest speak? Because I'm awesome. Oh, really? <laughs> yeah. So what did you do when you were at CMU? What didn't I do? Um, I mean, I was super involved. I went to school for public relations. Mm -hmm. So we have PRSSA, which is the Public Relations Student Society of America. So I did that. And then I worked at our school newspaper as the PR manager. So So you're, you're a big dog on campus. I mean, maybe. Or a big chip, as they might say. Sure. I was definitely highly involved. I wouldn't say I was like better than anyone else, but oh, okay. I kept myself busy. I focus more on that than like actual class, so. So it's because of that you think they might ask you to come and give a speech? Yeah, I mean, yeah. So what happens if they don't? Then I don't go back. Well, they have like, they'll have people guest speak for like PRSSA. They have people come back and talk about their jobs. And then they have like a young professionals panel. So people come back who are like new in the industry and they'll come back and talk to freshmen about like graduating and getting a job and what they've learned. So how long do you wait? before you say, okay, enough time has passed. Even if they ask me now, I'm not going to do it because they've waited so long. Would that ever happen? No. I mean, I think I would say no now if they asked me because I've only been out of school for like six months. So I feel like I would want to wait at least two years before I would go back unless they were like desperate. But I don't think I would ever say no because they gave so much to me. So I have to give back. Okay. 
Um, so, <laughs> wow, that's uh, some BS. You're getting if I might really say so. emotional. Me. I'm, I'm getting you cry. emotional. What yeah. do you mean you're emotional? I miss CMU a lot. Like, what month did you graduate? It was graduated this year. Graduated in May. It's only been seven months. Yeah. And you're acting like, oh, it was so long ago. It does. It feels like it was forever ago. Well, I mean, you are like already. You have a pretty big job already. Yeah. Right so out I'm, of college. Yeah, I'm employed with a job in my degree or field. So, I mean, it worked out. And it was something of a dream job for you. Yeah. Already. Yeah. Which is amazing. I wasn't I'm telling expecting you, that. I'm telling you, you're like probably the most successful person from our high school graduating class <laughs> at the moment. I don't know. There's some people that are like, I think someone works at like Amazon in Seattle. Well, who gives a shit about that? Yeah. I mean, anyone... <laughs> Really, anyone could do that. Yeah. I mean, whoever they are, I don't know. Maybe I know them. Maybe I don't. I really don't care. <laughs> I don't want to drop any names. Yeah, but. let's not. <laughs> but, I mean, what's the, what, seriously, what's the difference between working at Amazon and, like, working at the post office? I, I guess that's your opinion. I don't know. I don't know what everyone else is doing, so I can't sit here and be like, I'm the best. I have the best job. So, well, thank you. Because just that's the simple so fact nice. that you thought it would take you, like, 10 years to get to the yeah. point where you are, and you're already there. Yeah. That's, I mean, sure. I'm pretty shocked too. I'm I'm not saying everyone else is a loser. <laughs> they might say that about me, but I'm not saying it about them. Yeah. But I I think you're you're off to a good start here. Being 22. 22. You're 22. Yeah. I yeah. turn 23 pretty soon here. Grandpa status. Excuse me. You're getting old, man. You're the grandma over here. You're going. I, I mean, yes, I'm still in school because I'm going slower. But you're the one who keeps wanting to go back. Yeah, I mean, I want to go back, but also I just feel like a grandma all the time because I literally go to bed at like 10. And if it's like 9, 9.30 and I'm not like thinking about going to bed, I start to panic because I feel like I need like the full eight to nine hours or I just like will not function properly the next day. So I just like, I have to be in bed by 10 and I just feel really sad. And like, I can't sleep in anymore. I'm up by eight every day because if I sleep past eight, I feel like my whole day is gone or my body just physically won't let me. I woke up at 11.30 today. Oh, my gosh. I was up until like 2 or 3 in the morning. Oh, my gosh. See, I, so, can't, I can't do that. It's the same amount of sleep, but it's just all shifted. Yeah. No, I can't do that. I've, I went out a couple times, and I'd like get back home at like 2 in the morning, and mm -hmm. that really would just screw me up for like a week. Hmm. Can't go out anymore. So, it's a big difference from the high school days. Yeah. When I saw you a lot. Yeah. I don't really, I tried to block high school out of my memory. Oh, yeah? Yeah. You didn't like high school? High school wasn't my prime, no. So, what about high school do you not miss? Um, I think the schedule was really crappy. Like, um, I mean, I feel like you, you get up and, one, school starts way too early. And you get up and you that do the true. same schedule every single day. So, you have hours one through six or whatever it was. And it's every single day you have that class. Where in college, it was like every other day or even once a week. So, you'd have time to like procrastinate and like... Yeah. But in like high school, you literally would go to school every day from the same time and have the same classes every day and it just wasn't ideal. And I don't know. See, that's why I feel I've been a better college student just because of the, the way the schedule is. There's uh, you can focus more on just certain areas of study and certain classes yeah. at uh, just chunks of time as opposed to jumping around everywhere. That drove me crazy. That's why I was a terrible high school student. Yeah. I don't know. I feel like also in high school, I didn't really find what I was passionate about. Like, there wasn't really anything that I was like, woo, this is what I want to do with my life. When I got to college, I figured out, like, what I wanted to do, where I wanted to go. And then from there, I just, like, invested my time in that. So, how long did it take you to, to declare your major? Um, like, a month. 
Oh. Yeah. You made it sound like I had no idea what to do and it took forever. I mean, I had an idea of what field I wanted to go into because originally I went to school for journalism and then I okay. switched over to PR, but it's like literally in the same college, so. Yeah. Because you did uh, the, well, the newspaper at high mm -hmm. school. You did a story on me once. Did I? You don't remember that? Honestly, no. I told me? you I had to block out all of my high school memories. I really don't remember interviewing you. You made a whole story just on me. Did I? I did a spotlight story on you? Yes. Oh my gosh. You won an award for it, you told me. I did? I Are have the newspaper sure? clip. Oh, yes, I'm sure. It was just a spotlight on you. Yes. Like... Thomas Butcher, whatever, whatever. I had my camera and all that. You interviewed Burns. You interviewed a couple other friends. I honestly, I remember a couple of stories I wrote, but not that one. Oh my I'm really God, sorry. that's <laughs> such an insult to my memory. I'm sorry. Maybe if you show me the clip, if you find it, and I'll let you know. Yeah, I have it somewhere. It won an award and I don't remember. Are you sure? That's what you told me at the time, like at your grad party or something. Because at your grad party, you had a bunch of little uh, like certificates or something that you had. I honestly received. don't even remember my grad party. You don't remember your grad party? I like vaguely remember it. I remember it being super windy and like the tent almost fell down, but I don't okay. remember like who was there, like what we did, who I talked to. I feel like it was just a blur. Wasn't it your grad party where you had the bonfire at the end or was that something else? Oh yeah, I did have a bonfire. That yeah. was mine. Okay. But I had a lot of bonfires That was throughout. the grad party or was that a different event? I don't know. I had a lot of bonfires. And it was the same I summer, I know. Yeah. There was like a summer that like everyone was just really into bonfires. I remember that. <laughs> so, bonfires were in that year. Yeah. I remember like every weekend I would be at a bonfire and like anytime I'd hang out with someone, I'd be at a bonfire. Interesting. Yeah. So I don't know. I don't do that anymore, but I'm really sorry that I don't remember this uh, it, it's okay. Story, award-winning story. After all, you did go to a school that apparently is uh, known for certain activities um, um, that well, might damage certain, uh, <laughs> certain memory. Well, I'm sorry. Maybe one day it'll come back to me. Yeah. I told, it's old age. You start to lose your memory. Yeah, Grandma. Come yeah. on. I wasn't kidding. So what else do you remember from high school, though? Um. Don't you remember? Uh, I remember. Ninth grade English class. Oh, yeah. I remember you yelling at me. So you do remember that? Okay. Yeah, because that scarred me for life. I was literally sitting, doing nothing. Someone asked me a question because we had to fill out a questionnaire for whoever was giving a speech. Someone asked me a question and I said, I didn't know because I didn't know what the answer was. And you flipped out on me and yelled at me and asked me if I had something to say. And I literally had nothing to say. <laughs> and then you kept yelling. <laughs> And it was terrible. I remember going up to our teacher afterwards and being like, I didn't do anything. I was uh -huh. just sitting there. And she's like, no, it's fine. I understand. Well, you have to understand that 14-year-old Thomas Butcher was convinced that everyone was out to get him. So, I was never it was out to get just you. a, uh, it was some weird way of mine to uh, cope with thinking that people were whispering about me or something like that. Yeah. Well, I wasn't, so. Well, I'm sorry I scarred you for life, you apparently. You should be. You've, you should be you've held on to that memory for yeah. eight years now. That's one memory of high school that I did not block out because I don't think I can because it just scarred me that much. But aren't, you're not over it at all. Um, no. What do you mean no? No. Aren't we friends? Maybe. What do you mean maybe? Here you're, and there. You came all the way here to do this podcast with me. I did. I'm just trying to be like a good person. Oh, really? So I'm a charity now. Yeah. I'm a basket case. <laughs> you're trying to you're trying to change the world, and this is where you're starting. Yep. Gotta start small. Okay, so what else needs to change? 
Nothing. What do you mean nothing? What do you mean what else needs to change? You're, you're trying to help me become a better person, apparently. Oh, no, I just want to make sure that you're following your dreams. Well, thank you, Nicole. <laughs> Where would I be without you? Not here. I'm Thomas Butcher's number one fan. Let's not. I remember that from high school. Okay, good. Are you still my number one fan, though? Of course. Okay. You don't just stop being someone's number one fan. I don't know. Unless you like do something terrible like murder a family or become a drug dealer. Then would, we might I have to hope talk. So. Yeah. But I other than that. You pour such a judgment yeah. in that situation. Yep. So don't do that and you'll be fine. Okay. So how long did it take you to become a number one fan after uh, that English class? Two years? Because we years? didn't start talking until like junior year, right? Because we talked in Athens TV. Yeah. Or was it senior year? No, I saw you junior year. But just, did we become friends? Because we we were friends when we went to New York, and that was senior yeah, year. That was senior year. But I don't know if we I were friends know. before that. You, I think you did the story on me though when I was a junior. The story junior you don't remember. Year? Maybe that's why you don't remember because I yeah, wasn't your friend yet. Probably blocked you out at that point in time. <sighs> that kind of sad. That saddens me. Makes me sad. That I blocked that. out that story, that or that I blocked out, out high story. school. What? How many other stories did you do in high school? A lot. I wrote one one a month for three years. That's not that much. That's like, I can't do math, but that's a lot. Eh. I mean, one a week, yeah, maybe, but... But then senior year, I was also editor, so I was also looking at a bunch of other stories, because I was editor with one other person, so we had to, like, split all those stories. Because you're just so important in your... I was so important in high school, being the editor of the paper, like, you don't get much more important than that. The paper that costs, what, 50 cents? Yep. I don't even know if it still exists, honestly. The Scarlet Letter? Yeah. I haven't been there in a while. I guest spoke in an English class or a speech class last year. Really? Mm-hmm. I, I think you remember. Yeah, you told me that. One. Yeah. I went and I talked about public relations. And then right when I finished, the fire alarm went off. <laughs> so I was like, okay, I guess we're done here. Uh, <laughs> so that boy. was a little awkward. That is hilarious. Yeah, but at least I had finished. So it wasn't like I put this whole presentation together and then didn't get to actually give it. So. I just, was it like perfectly timed though? It was pretty perfectly timed. It might have been like a minute after because so we took like questions. Act, act it out for me. What do you mean? Say like, hello, thank you. Uh, I was Nicole Roberts. Thank you for listening to me. And then like, tell me when the, the alarm went off. Then we took questions. So there's not okay. really, yeah. So we took, I took questions and then we were just talking. And then after the last, like after I had finished answering whatever it was, the fire alarm went off. So it was at the end of class and it just like, it was just like perfect timing. So what does that mean to you? Um, I don't know. I don't know if it means like you did great. Like everyone should leave now or like, wow, let's make this girl shut up and let's pull the fire alarm. So she leaves. I don't really know what to think of it. I didn't think it, I don't think it was my best presentation ever. Cause it was my first, but I also don't think it was like the worst thing ever. How long was your presentation? It was like 40 minutes. 40 minutes. Yeah. Was it supposed to be that long? Yeah. I was supposed to like talk during, for that. You class. had that much to say. There's a lot to say about public relations. I, I'm not saying there's not, but yeah, I mean that's still a lot. Well, I for... made sure. Well, I didn't want it to be too short because he wanted me to take up the whole class period. You did? Okay. Yeah, so I don't, I don't know what else I was supposed to do, but I mean, I felt like they were intrigued. Like I didn't get the like everyone's glazed over types of looks okay. for them. So. so you kept it interesting. Yeah, you think I mean, you're a good speaker. Um, I don't know. I don't think I'm terrible. I don't think I'm, like, the best, but I can, like, public speak if I need to. Okay. Yeah. I get nervous, but usually after, like, a couple minutes, I just, like, sail through. Interesting. 
Yeah. So everything going good? Everything's going great. That's yeah. Good. Yeah. <laughs> I just can't get over that. The fire alarm. Yeah. The fire alarm. I just alarm cannot is... get over that. Yeah. Oh boy. So other than that, I mean, that's as interesting as my life gets. Mm -hmm. Okay. So you don't remember writing the story about me. No. Do you, what videos do you remember then from the TV class? I remember one where I danced around to Athens oh, God, and I was yeah. trying to like serenade or get Eric's attention because mm. like it started off where we were in the hallway and I dropped a marker and then he went to pick it up for me and so did I and then our hands touched and then I like had this dream of us like me being in love with him and like dancing around the school so uh -huh. I think it was like every time we touch that, yeah, song. that song and at the end it just ended up like Eric rejecting me. So I was just like foreshadowing my love life, I think. <laughs> so <laughs> That's right. I wanted to bring this up. You have uh, not had the best luck no. in certain situations. From what you've told me, this isn't just me making assumptions. No, it's this not. is based in reality. Yeah. Uh, something to do along the terms, along the lines of your love life. Yeah. Do you, do you care to share any stories from... Uh, uh, this fable? Well, my love life is non-existent, I would say. Non-existent. Um, so in high school, obviously I blocked all of it out, but there was never, I never really dated at all. There wasn't really anyone that I was like, and I always told myself in high school, oh, in college, like you'll find someone, just wait till college. Cause I knew we were going to leave. We we're all going to go separate ways, uh -huh. whatever. So I get to college and that's not what happens. Like it just, <laughs> anyone, you I had mean, four years. I had four years and you know, I had, like, things here and there. I wouldn't say I was ever in a serious relationship, mm -hmm. like, ever. Um, but I had things here and there, and they just didn't really end up working out too well. Mm. Um, I mean, it's just, like, weird people, or I just didn't click, or they were racist. Like, there was, just, oh. there was like, a lot of things that kind of went into yeah, it. I'd say so. And then towards junior and senior year, I just told myself that I wanted to focus on graduating and yes. focus on my extracurricular. So I was very, like, career-driven. As all losers do. Yeah, thank you. So I told myself it wasn't going to date. And then I ended up kind of dating someone for a couple months. And then he was just super clingy. And I was mm. like, no. So then he was out of the picture. And then I graduated and I got a job right out of college. So at that point, I was like, okay, maybe I'll put myself out there again because what else am I going to do? Uh -huh. Like, I have my job. And so I decided to go to online dating. So I had a Tinder, I had a Bumble, and I had a Coffee Meets Bagel. You're, you're swimming in many ponds. Here, yeah. Trying to catch a fish from yeah. many different, many different uh, sources of water. Yeah. And both of those are like, they're three very different apps. So I'd mm -hmm. say Tinder is just, I want to say sketchy, but it's just more like chill. Okay. And then Bumble's a little bit more serious. And then Coffee Meets Bagel, I learned is like people looking for like marriage right away. Oh, wow. So... You know, I feel like I'm not looking for any hookups or anything like that. And I'm not looking to get married in the next, like, year or anything. Yes. So, I feel like I'm just, like, the happy medium. But I just, I couldn't find that. So, I went on one date and the guy, it was going well. And then the guy told me that he didn't like dogs. And that was when <laughs> I was like, oh, I gotta go. Like, That's I can't. what did it. Wow. I mean, if you don't like dogs, come on. Yeah, how can you trust someone who doesn't like dogs? Exactly. And then I think he saw my reaction and he tried to like redeem himself because he was like, well, it's not like I don't like them. I just don't see myself ever owning a dog. And I was like, okay, well, I gotta go. 
know because wow. I want like dogs. Like you know how people want children. That's how I feel yeah. about dogs. Oh, so you know. And so, yeah, so that one didn't work out. He also told me that he hated cities and dogs in cities are like literally two of my So he's going to live in the country with no dog? Yeah, I see. What? Doesn't that not make sense? Because I don't know. He was, he was a little, he was very nice, but that just obviously wasn't going to work out. Uh-huh. Another one, I, we went on a date in Royal Oak. It was at this like Mexican restaurant and it was okay again, but I felt like the whole time I was talking, he couldn't really keep a conversation. Hmm. And it got to the point where there wasn't anything else that I could ramble about. Like I had run out of topics. Like I didn't know what to do. And so I was getting uncomfortable. And so I was like, okay, I got to leave. But that night we had terrible, terrible service. And our waitress just like wasn't checking in on us. So I'm waiting for her to come in and give us the bill because I'm trying to get out. You were stuck. I was stuck. And we were like sitting upstairs and there were only like four or five tables and we were the only people up there. So I think she honestly forgot about us. And so I'm waiting and waiting and waiting for her. And finally, she comes upstairs and she's like, is everything doing okay? Like, you guys good? Uh And he's like, yep, we're good. Tries to send her off. And I'm like, "Um, no, can we get the bill, please? And how I said it was super aggressive and I didn't mean to sound like that. I was just so like ready to bolt. And so she gave us the check and he paid, which was nice. And he kind of he kind of looked at me weird when I had asked for the check so aggressively. And so I'm like, oh, my God, what do I say to not sound like a complete jerk? So I was like, oh, my parking meter is going to expire. Like, I didn't know what to say. And he believed it. I mean, it was it was a pretty good excuse. We okay. were in Royal Oak. My parking meter wasn't going to expire. It was a lie. I feel kind of bad, but you got to do what you got to do. So we're walking down the stairs and I didn't mean to, but I was booking it. I literally ran down these stairs. And so I'm like to the bottom of the stairs and I turn around and he's like at the top. And I'm like, oh my gosh, did I just run down these stairs and not realize it? And I did. And he, (laughs) he like makes it to the bottom and he's like, do you always run downstairs like that? And at that point I realized, oh my gosh, I must have like sprinted. And yeah. So then he was like, I'll walk you to your car. And I was like, shoot, you can't walk me to my car because my parking meter is not actually expired. So he's like, well, if I don't walk you to your car, like my mom would never let me live it down. Oh, geez. (laughs) So we go to the lot and I kind of stop like a couple cars away from mine and like like far enough away where you couldn't see the parking meter. Mm -hmm. And I was just like, okay, like this is me, but didn't really point out which car was mine. And then awkwardly left and never really spoke to him again. So that was that was bad. The worst one. Oh my God! There's more. <laughs> oh, there's more. Yes. <laughs> I know we're limited on time, so I need to. Oh no, we got all the time <laughs> in the world, Jeez. Nicole. So I went on three dates with this guy, which is three more than I normally get. <laughs> right? Like, I, if you make it past the first, like, congratulations. Yeah. And so he was having a house party, and he invited me, and he told me I could bring my friends. And I was like, okay. So I brought my best friends, and. We go to his house and we show up and there were seven people, which I mean, like if you're having a smaller party, fine, but he made it sound like it was going to be a rager. So that threw me off. Mm. And then like the group of people there just weren't really the types of people I normally hang out with, not to sound like judgmental, but just like not the people I normally mesh with. Of course. And so that also threw me off. So I pulled my friend aside and I'm like, dude, this is, we got to go. Like, I'm so uncomfortable. I don't handle uncomfortable situations well. So I'm like, I got to get out of here. Like, I can't do this. And she's like, we have to stay an hour because you don't want to be rude. And so I was like, okay, we'll stay an hour and we'll just suck it up and then we'll leave. So then all of a sudden, everyone gets up from his living room and they walk outside. 
and they go to his porch and on his porch is this kiddie pool like those little plastic like kiddie pools that you get from the dollar store yeah and it's filled with water and so they all circle it and i'm standing there and i'm looking at my friend and i'm like girl i don't know what's happening but like this is weird so then all of a sudden the guy who i'm talking to comes out and he's holding this cardboard boat and in this boat is a picture of himself wearing a hawaiian shirt (laughs) And all summer, he wore Hawaiian shirts, I guess. Allegedly, he wore them every single day. Yes. And so this was like, like I think it was like the end of August going into September. So summer was ending and fall was coming. So he was having a send-off of summer, whatever his name was. Don't want to say his name. Of but, course. Um, and they were having this like ritual of sending him off. So they put this, he puts his boat in this kiddie pool of water, and he sets it on fire. And I'm standing there like, he just set a cardboard boat on fire. Like, what the heck? And then all of his friends start singing this. I guess it was a Catholic song. And this is what my friend told me. And they started... I'm just not familiar with the religion yeah, too much. Yeah. But um, so she... Yeah, they start singing this, like, Catholic song to this burning piece of cardboard with a picture of himself in it. And literally, as they're singing, I'm panicking. Like, I'm beyond uncomfortable at this point. Like, I don't know how I get myself in these situations. And I casually, like, slide my phone out of my back pocket and I request an Uber. Like, it was, like, something you would, like, see in the office where, you know, they, like, zoom in and you're, like, panicked. You, like, slide it out. Yeah. You break the fourth wall at that point. Yeah, it was terrible. So, our um, Uber got there literally in, like, two minutes. So, I didn't really have time to, like, think of how to get myself out of the situation. I just knew I had to get out. So, you just ran. No, I didn't. Well, (laughs) at this point, it had been, like, 30 seconds of this thing on fire and he panicked he's like we gotta we gotta put it out so he i guess he's never done like rebellious things it sounded like so he like puts the fire out right away he was like okay let's go back inside so i don't know i don't know so we go back inside and our uber's outside so i'm just to my friend i'm like we, we gotta go like i'm just gonna tell him we're leaving so i go up to him and he's like are you good like you seem kind of weird and i'm like oh my friend's just not feeling good i think we're gonna go home well she walks up didn't hear me say that and she goes hey guys like how's it going after i just said she was not feeling well so he figured it out and then she's like okay bye and then he had texted me and he had said is everything okay you were acting kind of weird and at that point i was just like kind of weird yeah i was just like oh like you know i just don't think it's gonna work out have a nice life (laughs) and that was that so i don't know what to do with my life now i feel like i should just go off the market for a little bit i don't really know (laughs) i still don't don't get that his rebellious side was lighting cardboard on fire yeah in a kiddie pool yeah and he kind of freaked out because after 30 seconds he was like we gotta put it out like we gotta put it out fire works it was in a bowl of water like i don't know what he thought was gonna happen but i don't know i don't know but that was probably the weirdest okay so you're over three yeah um there's more there's gotta be more yeah there was one in college probably the worst one but um this guy asked me out to big boy oh and what a a good extravagant yeah and he literally told me when he asked me he's like i know that's kind of weird but i'm rolling on a budget which i get i Uh understand like i'm not expecting you to take me to like a super fancy place but like if you want to roll on a budget take me to applebee's and we'll go to like half off apps yeah. but big boy especially in mount pleasant like there's some uh, townies in general are weird but the townies that go to big boy are even weirder so it just there was yeah it was not gonna happen i can just imagine I, can, I don't know i couldn't imagine like just going up to go hey uh let's go to big boy yeah he asked me at a bar too so i feel like alcohol may have had some influence on that conversation but uh, big boy 
And then I think he told his friends because then later he had like asked me to a different place. But I was just like, oh, my gosh, like how how do you think in your head that big boy is a good place to ask a girl on the first date? Mm -hmm. I guess before me, he has someone to tackle Bell. So I think he just needs to work on like how to ask a girl out. Yeah. I mean, yeah, probably. I feel like overall I am like a cheap date. Like I would never expect someone to take me to like a super expensive place. But big boy is just like a little strange. Yeah. So I don't know. Not the most romantic setting. No. Like I'm not saying big boy is a bad establishment or anything. Yeah. I'm just saying in terms of uh, dating. Yeah. Maybe not the best first date. Yeah, so, I don't know. That's my dating life. It hasn't gone well. Um, I thought you told me there was something involved with a magician. Oh, my gosh. I forgot about that. So, my family is starting to, I feel, get a little concerned about my dating life because I've never actually brought someone home. I've never brought someone to a family party. So, they're starting to get a little like, Nicole, like, what's going on? And I tell them (laughs) these stories and they just... They had an intervention. Yeah. And so, I was at my dad's work Christmas party. It was like a work event. And just like meeting people, talking to people. My aunt ended up being there. And there was this guy that was walking around doing magic tricks. And she's like, yo, the magician, he's 22 years old. Like, do you want me to talk to him? And so I'm I'm like, no, no, like, no, thank you. I don't think I would want to date a magician. That would probably freak me out. So no. (laughs) And so my aunt just, she just does what she wants. And all of a sudden this magician walks by and she pulls him over. And she's like, this is my niece. You should show her some magic tricks. So he starts doing magic tricks. And magic really scares me. It freaks me out. But it's not actual magic. I I, I don't it's know. It's an illusion. It's an illusion, but it freaks me out still. Like, I don't get how it works. He's doing weird stuff. I don't know what's going to happen. Like, it was. it's just not my thing. And so he's doing all this magic and, like... I don't know if he was, like, hitting on me or what, but my aunt the whole time was like, she's 22, too, like, giving them little nudges. Magic number. Yeah, so she, I feel like she, had, it was her mission to find every 22-year-old there to try to set me up with, and my dad also has, like, an assistant, mm-hmm. and he's 22, too, oh my so God. my aunt finds him, and I'm like, no, we can't, like, he's my dad's assistant. This is the same night? Yes, this is the same oh, night. God. So she's like finding anyone. She goes, well, he looks young. He looks young. You're in a room of successful men. Let's find you someone. And yeah, so I don't know. I think they're just expecting me to bring someone. I didn't bring anyone this year for Christmas. I don't plan on bringing anyone for New Year's. My cousin's getting married on New Year's Eve. And oh, he, nice. yeah, so he came up to me. He's like, hey, you're bringing a date to my wedding. And I was like, have you met me? No. <laughs> and I asked him, I was like, can I bring someone if I find someone? And he's like, as long as they're not weird. And my reaction was, well, have you heard my dating stories? Because every <laughs> single guy I've dated has been really weird or racist uh-huh. or just terrible. So I, there's no one that I would want to bring to my family yet. And I've waited 22 years. So the person yes. they do bring to my family is going to be hopefully a decent human being. I'm rooting for you, Nicole. Thanks. He's out there. Thanks. Yeah. I mean, you might have to shift through a couple more magicians and racists before you find them. Yeah. I don't know. I deleted all of my dating apps because I just, I feel like it's not the way to meet people. It wasn't working out for me. I mean, I tried three. I tried three. three. Yeah. And the Tinder one was the guy who hated dogs. The Bumble one was the guy who I ran away from accidentally. (laughs) And the Coffee Meets Bagel was the guy that lit a cardboard boat on fire. So, (laughs) you know, and then the college one was just someone I met at work, which is why I also have a rule that I will not date someone at work. Mm-hmm. It's because one, it could, it could get weird and like I'm very career oriented. So I don't want that to jeopardize anything. So 
I don't really know where I'm going to meet someone at this point, but whenever it happens, it happens. And whatever, you know, just got to make sure they're not. You just have to stop looking. Yeah, exactly. And And I feel like that's kind of where I'm at right now. I'm just kind of overwhelmed by what I've been through, (laughs) I guess. So, yeah. That's my dating life. Well, new year is coming. New year, up. new me. Yeah, new year, new you. New, new me, so. new, new me, new year, new boy. New, 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 okay. New, Maybe. It's, it's all new. It's all it's new. It's all brand spanking new. Yeah. So, we'll see. What about you, TV? Well, look at that. We're out of time, Nicole. <laughs> Thank you for listening to the oh Thomas Butcher Podcast. Uh, <laughs> Thank you so much for joining me, Nicole. And uh, maybe we'll have you back again sometime. For more dating stories. Yeah. Yeah. Maybe with an update, though. We'll wait until it's a happy story. Yeah. We'll see.